Dave, you're humming the song, aren't you? Yeah, I'm trying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was in my head, believe me. Okay. This is episode 304 on June 28th, 2019. everyone and welcome to the tiny shutter podcast where we talk about iphone photography and anything else that we happen to come across our minds i'm dave podner i'm greg mcmillan and i'm matt hoffman and greetings everyone and joe is off on assignment doing something somewhere that he's just not here for some strange reason so we're riding we're driving the show tonight and we're going right off that cliff so um, just this week we decided to do something a little bit different and just, and really, well, and I'm not throwing you underneath the uh, bus here, Matt, but this is Matt's idea. So if it's a great idea, I'm giving you hundred percent credit for it. Um, great. we decided to concentrate more on just what we've been up to in photography this week. So Matt, do you want to get started on your, this weekend, Matt? Oh my gosh. Sure. Yeah, it sounds fantastic. Um, yeah, I don't know. So I just thought we'd do this because it's, uh, well, for a couple of reasons. Um, before the, we were started, before we started recording here, um, you know, we were kind of talking about different things that we've been up to. And, you know, Dave, you mentioned some photography related things. And I mentioned some photography related things. And i I'm sure Greg's got something he could talk about, I'm sure. So um, it's been a while also since we've had a show short enough to where we could get to that segment of the show since now that's at the end of the show. So, um, you know, since I'm one of the founding members of this show, I've got a little bit of say in how these things go. So I said, hey, let's talk about what we've been up to. And, um, you know, since it, it has to do with photography, I think it's perfectly acceptable. So, um, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and throw it out there because uh, it's kind of pertinent to the reason why I was doing what I was doing this week. But um, I got laid off on Monday. Mm. So I'm finding myself with a uh, not really a lot of free time. I, you know, I'm, I got things to do and jobs to look for and stuff so it's not like i've got tons of free time but um you know when you suddenly find yourself in need of employment you start spending a lot of time on your resume and on uh, uh job search sites and linkedin and all that fun stuff and um my uh profile picture on linkedin um, very prominently featured the company that I got laid off from. And um, I have no really bad feelings towards that company or anything, but I just felt like now that I don't work there anymore, it was a little bit of an awkward picture. So I definitely needed to update the profile picture. And, um, you know, so... I kind of wanted to just do like a really like generic like headshot type uh, picture and, you know, just do it at home. And I was really trying to figure out the best way to do that. And I thought, well, you know, I could always use the iPhone and, 
you know, you could, I could do like a selfie, but a selfie always looks like a selfie. You know, there's no way, in my opinion, to really take a, a, a selfie to where it, even when it's cropped in so that it's really only your face, you can still tell that, you know, the person's arm is stretched out with the phone in front of them. Um, so I didn't want to do that. And I thought, well, I could always put the phone on a tripod, but I'll still have to use the, uh, you know, the front facing camera so that I could see the screen. But I really want to use the rear facing camera because I want to be able to get, you know, the best quality picture, um, maybe possibly use portrait mode. Um, but how am I going to do that? How am I going to know, um, except just tons of trial and error, like how I have, you know, everything lined up and, and the whole nine yards. And then I remembered something totally awesome. I just recently purchased an Apple watch and the Apple watch is definitely your friend in this sort of situation. So, um, just about like every camera app that I have on my phone has a, uh, um, companion Apple watch app. They pretty much all do the same thing though, in that, um, you know, you open the app on your phone and then you open the app on your watch. Basically you could just see what your phone sees on your watch. So I didn't use any like fancy apps or anything. I just went straight up with the, uh, the native camera app. Um, and decided, you know, what the heck, I'm going to try uh, portrait mode and see how that goes. And, um, uh, you know, being that I like photography, I have a little bit of photography equipment that maybe most people wouldn't have. Um, I have a little, uh, I'm not sure what the size is, like a four by five pop-up uh, portable background. One side's white and the other side's black. Um, so in my bedroom, I have a, uh, West facing window and, um, the sun wasn't like around that side of the house yet. It was still like in the morning or whatever, but it was still like nice light coming through the window. So I set the, uh, the background kind of against the wall near the window and then got a, a, a stool and set it there and everything. And you know, set the, the phone up on the tripod and got things lined up like how I thought they should be. And then, you know, just fired up the, the Apple watch and, uh, you know, put the, the, turn the camera app on and I was able to see, you know, what the, what the phone was seeing. So I was able to make sure that I was sitting in the right spot and, and the, um, uh, on the watch, you actually can just take a picture right away just by hitting like a shutter button on your watch. Um, or there's a three second timer, which is helpful. So, you know, I, I used the three second timer, was able to, you know, make sure I was looking at the, the camera and, um, you know, it took me, I don't know, maybe 10 shots or something to get, you know, one that I was really happy with or whatever. Um, mostly cause the first like five shots or so, um, I forgot that I didn't shave. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, yeah, I really like this shot. And I started edit it, editing it and stuff. And then I was like, oh, now my face is all full of stubble. I can't have that. So I had to go shave and then and then do it again. Um, 
but man, I just thought that is, that's just cool. I mean, it's like a really basic kind of use for, you know, the, the Apple watch and in, in terms of using it for photography. Um, but I think it's really, really cool. Um, have either of you like used your Apple watch for a photography related function? And do either of you know if there's anything more you can do with the Apple watch than what I just described? I've definitely used it, um, for, you know, the exact same thing that you're talking about is taking a, a self portrait and, um, I mean, it was invaluable. It was outside. It was kind of out in the woods, you know. So I wanted to um, compose it properly, and and you know, I didn't want to, you know, trees behind me. I wanted to have situate just in the right spot, you know. So if I had to, you know, step a couple of steps to one the one way or the other, it was really helpful in in co- composing the image. Um, as far as anything else photography related. Um, I mean, all I can think of off the cuff is there's a watch face that you can use your own photos in, and you can have up to 10 images, and every time you raise your watch to check the time, a different image will come up. And oh, that's those cool. 10. Yeah, yeah, it's really neat. Um, so you, I think you have to go into the watch app on your iPhone and set that up. And I think, um, I'm not sure if you can just select a folder in your Photos app or if it has to be in your favorites. I'm not, I, I just don't remember off offhand just how you set that up, but that's where you set it up anyway. And, and it's, a really, um, it's a real cool way to personalize your, your watch face. Yeah, that's, that's cool. I'm going to look into that. I think I would, I would enjoy that. That sounds pretty cool. One thing I I just noticed that when you're using the um, watch as a uh, a shutter, you can actually zoom in and out using the uh, dial on the side of the watch. Really? Yes. Oh, wow. That's really cool. And it does have an option to either take a photo immediately or do a three-second pause. Or a three-second countdown mm-hmm. for a shot. Sure, and, and that's yeah. handy. That's handy for when you're taking the photo, because I've taken a few of them myself. With and and I look at the image, and it's me looking at my watch, <laughs> pressing the button. <laughs> so the little the, the three-second timer is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah I. It, I'll say, go ahead, Matt. I was gonna say, like even, even um with the three second timer somehow i still manage to get shots of myself looking down at my watch oh yeah yeah don't ask me how i'm just that good <laughs> but I yeah think it should be no i think it should be noted that um there are at least two that i can tell uh watch apps that partner up with uh, iPhone camera apps and Halide and Camera Plus 2 are the two that I know of. I'm not, there, there could be more out there, but um, you know, I've got Halide open right now and I'm looking at my, uh, myself, I, my iPhone's sitting on a charger facing me. So I got the front facing camera 
um, pointing at me, and I've got the Halide Watch app open, and I can do the exact same thing as you could with the um, native camera app, and then that's, you know, take a picture. Well, here's, uh, here, I'll just kind of run through real quick the photography-related apps that I have on my Apple Watch um, some I've actually removed because I'm like, this is too many. I, I don't need all these. It's too redundant. Um, but basically, uh, DX01, um, slow shutter cam. Uh, obviously, the, the photos, the photos app, um, the native camera. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Pro cam, or uh, no, not Pro cam, Pro camera. Um, that might be it for what I have on the watch right now. And I actually removed like a whole bunch because I was like, I don't need to have every camera app, um, on the watch. Like I don't even use them. I don't even know why I have them on my phone to tell you the truth. But, um, I I would say a, a lot of the, uh, a lot of the uh, uh, camera apps actually do have the ability to also be on the watch. So that is pretty cool. Greg, do you have the Camera Plus 2 or the original Camera Plus? I think they're calling it Legacy now. Yeah, Camera Plus 2. Because hmm. I don't see the... Yeah, it's weird. I don't I, see that listed see, in my I see Camera Plus Legacy as having an Apple Watch app, but not Camera Plus 2. I could install Halide, Hydra, uh, InFilter, Moment, PhotoBuddy, and ProCam as well. <laughs> but I'm not going to because that's too much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, here's an interesting thing. Um, I just took a, a self-portrait with the native camera app, and you can actually, just like the phone, down in the corner, there's a preview of the image that you just took. So you tap on that, and the image comes up. And you, like Dave said, you can zoom in on it and whatnot. But also, while while you're composing your image or while you have the app open on your watch, if you deep press on the watch... Um, mm, I see flash live HDR. Yeah. Now I say that, and I'm trying it again, and it's not working. Well, no, I'm I'm actually doing it. So if you press down, yeah, hard, that's how you can flip. And actually get like, I did not realize because I didn't see any way to do it. And this is part of the problem, honestly. Sometimes with some Apple software, is that the additional things are kind of hidden. Like, I would have not known to hard press on the image. Yeah. To, um, to actually flip it, to flip the front and the back. Now that I know, though, it's it's a nice feature. And But, yeah, that's something I just would not have thought about how that worked. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, definitely cool. Um, so I'm going to apologize in advance, or really not in advance, but my cat is uh, 
apparently needing my attention. So if you hear a lot of meowing, uh, that's what that's all about. <laughs> you turn your end, not my end this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so the, the only other thing, um, there, there's probably been like all kinds of photo related stuff that I've done over the last like few weeks or whatever that I just haven't really had a chance to talk about, but I'm really not good at remembering all the different things. Um, and I've taken lots of pictures that weren't really iPhone pictures. I've been using the living daylights out of that DXO one. Um, but in any case, uh, actually speaking of cases, I got my new shutter case today. And I think last week you had mentioned you got yours, Greg. Um, yeah, I just got the, I just got the lens mount part, like the modular part that you can oh, okay. mount the lens so, to. That's all I got. Okay. Because it so, fits the original case. That's all I needed was that. And in my correspondences with Shuttercase, they said, well, um, we'll just send you like a case. And they said, but you have like the battery pack and all that stuff, right? And I said, yeah. And they're like, cool, we'll just send you a case, battery pack will work, all that jazz. I'm like, yeah, it's fine, cool. Um, so, you know, you got yours last week, and then early this week, I was like kind of getting impatient, I guess. So I sent them an email, and I was like, hey, you know, I know people are starting to get, you know, the, the updated mounts and everything. Like, when do you think I could expect mine? And this is like the third or fourth time I've asked them over the last like few months and you know it's always a later and later time frame and everything but you know I guess that's just how these things go sometimes and uh you know they're always very responsive and super nice and they were like oh you know it's um I don't know I forget what the reason was but it was going to be like a couple more weeks or something mm. and then like the next day they were like hey uh, we're sending you a, a new one and I was like oh wow cool um, so it came today and they sent me like the whole shebang like a whole brand new case with all the accessories like the 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 wet the battery grip um, and like all the doodads and that new mount is solid. Like with the moment lenses, it's not wiggly yeah. and jiggly like it was before. It is like rock solid. So um super duper duper happy with that. Um, but what I'm not super duper happy about, and this is in no way shutter case's fault. The design of their case is great, but it does not allow me to plug in my DXO one camera. <laughs> um and you know, I already told you guys I'm like super in love with that camera. So it's almost a deal breaker for me. I'm still deciding uh, whether or not I'm going to keep this case or maybe possibly give it away. We'll see. I will try to make a decision on that soon, though, and let you guys know what what I'm going to do. But um, the the changes that they made are are good they did a really good job and I, I really don't have anything bad to say about it at all yeah felix felix fan is the uh the guy that does the design on it and and he i mean he he put his nose to the grindstone and and just went right to work on it and uh you know it took some time but but it was well worth the wait so i'm wondering if maybe you got a whole case because they 
well, I, I don't know. Uh, see, I just got the lens mount, but I mean, that, I ordered it, right? I ordered it and paid for it. Um, they they weren't they didn't they didn't promise to just send me one. Oh. Uh, so I don't know. <laughs> I, so, but it, no, that's fine. That, that's 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 more than fine with me because it wasn't that expensive. It was only a few dollars, but um, but I mean, I, I'm glad I got it and it, it works great. It, it's fantastic. Gotcha. I, I highly I mean, recommend this case. If see if they, if they would have said to me like, hey, you know, um, you know, you could buy a, a a new lens mount piece for like five bucks or something. I would have done that. They didn't have to send me a whole new case, but they did. I didn't ask for a whole new case. Just to make that perfectly clear, I was not oh, yeah. like, do you guys know who I am? I'm yeah, one of the yeah. founding co-hosts of the Tiny Shutter podcast. I, you know, I, didn't, I didn't do that because you guys yeah. know the, the, the clout and the weight that we pull. But uh, I didn't do well, they, that this time. They asked me if I would update my review that I put out about Shuttercase back in, I think it was February. Ooh. And I said, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll gladly do that. And I, then I told them, I said, now, look, I don't want you to just send me one of these things um, because I don't want to have to, I don't want to have to say nice things about it because I was it was given to me. I'm buying it so that I will be able to put an honest um comment about it on my review and felix said yeah okay fine you know so uh he said it told me when it was ready to go on the website and i went on there and purchased it and it was uh in my mail mailbox a few days later or whatever it was wow oh i've had myself muted i said nice yeah good deal <laughs> Now I'll say I'm I'm willing to I'm open for bribes and if someone wants to send anything to me for free I'm I'm willing to take it. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. Now hold on. Now you have an iPhone 10, right? Yeah. And Matt, you have an iPhone 10, right? I do. That shutter case fits an iPhone 10, right? Yeah, but Matt. Yep. Just saying. <laughs> Ah, yeah. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Hmm. Where are you going to be on Sunday, Dave? <laughs> I'm going to be in your neck I, I mean, of the I, I'm just thinking it loud. Yeah. Um, we'll see. We'll see. I haven't yeah. 100% made up my mind, but um, something will happen. We'll see. Don't be giving away my stuff, Greg. Yeah, exactly. I mean... Now, now, if Apple wants to invite one of us out, you know, you know. Oh yeah, because you know uh, the podcast, we're 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 more than well open to that. <laughs> so, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. So all right, well, okay, Dave, what have you been Getting up to, man? Well, I've been up to something actually. Before I mention what I've been up to, something I wanted to mention, but like you said about. Um, us mentioning what's up in our lives in terms of photography, um, it just something that's been being cut just because we've been going a little long, and I don't want to say long, but I just don't want to mention something at the very end or after forty-five minutes, and you know, um, being that long, making it feel like it's being just uh, shoved at the end of the show. But local photographer Dave DeSillo, 
Um, he does amazing. He seems to either, if you want to classify him, he definitely Pittsburgh photographer and really amazing lightning shots. Um, he, of course, has high-end um, cameras and Photoshop, like full Photoshop, not you know iPhone or iPad, but full Photoshop and full everything. But back at the end of May, he did a slow motion lightning uh, capture. And I saw it and I was like, first of all, it, it was a great shot, clear. I mean, it was dark, middle of the night dark. Um, but the lightning strike was completely clear, didn't blow out the camera or anything. And I asked him, what did you use to record the video? And he said the slow motion feature on the iPhone 10. So I was half expecting him to say, oh, my Canon or my Nikon or whatever, you know, he uses having a slow motion. No, it's just his iPhone 10 he took it with. And I'll post this um, in the show notes. And if you look at it, it is really amazing how and how clear um, and sharp the video gets. Because I know when I try to do slow motion at night, I always it gets of course in at night indoors, but everything tends to get a little on the grainy side. Versus um, doing it um, outdoors, but it just. The shot was just amazing, just thinking, hey, here's a guy who, you know, photography is a side passion of his and his side job. And he's taking, you know, these photos with an iPhone and these videos with an iPhone in addition to his high-end equipment's kind of neat. That's just something I wanted to share with the group. Also, assuming we get this up in time... Um, and that's depending on how much we make it easy on Joe. Uh, this should be before July 4th that it goes up. And I know fireworks are always an issue trying to get the right shot there. And I think sometimes you just may want to say, well, I can't get a photo necessarily, but I can get a decent video. And doing a slow motion video of, you know, for fireworks especially with the audio coming in where you're getting that extra reverb and when you're going slow it just gets that deep kind of just like everything shaking feel to it It would be maybe something worth giving a try too yeah for sure yeah now the other thing i was up to more recently is i'm trying and this is just out of curiosity in terms of me trying something new to shoot more in raw and more developing in raw um, than regular shooting. Now, Camera Plus 2 does shoot in raw, uh, and it saves both the raw and the JPEG image. The only, the one, the shooting is fine, it works out good, and even the developing inside of Camera Plus 2 seems to work pretty good. Um, The one thing I don't like is when it saves it to the photo, to the camera roll, it show of course it'll say both, but there's no easy way to tell that photo A is the raw and or photo B being the raw until you like if if you try to open it in another app. I was using uh, Snapseed because it, it Snapseed can edit raw 
to try to open it up and half the time I'm clicking on an image, opening it up and it does not say anything about raw developing or, you know, it just brings up a normal editing. I'm like, oh, I picked the wrong photo. So you close down, you bring up the next photo and then all of a sudden it says raw developing and additional uh, features for that. Mm-hmm. And the, the one thing that kind of spurred me trying was going for a little hike last week. And it was absolutely gorgeous weather last week. Um, beautiful, you know, uh, we, we've been waterlogged um, for this year again. And we finally had a nice warm day, but it wasn't like stinking hot, uh, where we had clear weather. And I figured, well, I'm going to run into an overexposed sky and underexposed trees and everything in the front. And I'm doing in front of a lake and I like to get some reflections or some movement there. And I'm thinking, well, I'll give it a try and raw. Cause I know generally, at least is what, what I read before was with raw photos, you can adjust it a lot more without losing the fidelity that you get with just straight JPEG or the, uh, H I E F, uh, format. So I tried that, seemed to work pretty good. And just like everything else, it's a matter of trial and error. Um, And today there was a storm coming in, luckily missed us, but a few people around us got hit pretty bad with some bad thunderstorms. But as it's coming in from the west, I have the sky, I have the kind of the impressive overbearing clouds coming in with the sun directly behind the cloud. So I tried doing that in RAW and doing some adjustments, and it seemed to work out pretty good. But again, the only, of course, doing that, you lose the live photo, um, which I do like having the live photo, especially lots of times it's like, oh, if I was only a frame or two faster or just a half a second faster, I could have gotten a better frame shot where the live photo helps with that. Um, And the fact that you do have to do the extra step in editing to make a decent looking photo versus one part where I think the iPhone comes really in um, its strength is take it out, flick it from the flick it from the right. So you can bring up the camera immediately, take a photo and outside of let's say framing issues, but you can get a decent looking photo without putting a lot of effort into it. Which is, I think, really one of the iPhone's strengths is just saying, hey, I can take a photo and it'll take and look pretty good. And if I want to show something that something happened, it'll look pretty good without having to adjust 15 different things or go and, you know, fix something in post. So that's the one thing I noticed with shooting more in RAW. I'm having to do a lot more editing, which people who shoot a lot in RAW are probably thinking, well, duh. But... For, I was just gonna okay. say it's that. like it's duh, yeah, of course <laughs> you're going. To, but it, you know the thing is, if you're someone who's like, hey, I shoot, or you know, if you go from point and shoot cameras, or just the zoom ones without a lot of with, with a lot of presets to the iPhone without coming from the manual, you know, thirty five millimeter background, you're not used to doing all the editing, so. Lots of times you'll take the, at least, you know, before when I took a picture in RAW, I was like, well, that's kind of blah versus, you know, the 
millions of computations the iPhone does automatically but just by taking a shot every time. So it's just having to get used to it and getting into the flow. And I think a lot of people, when they first try RAW, they'll take that first shot or first couple shots. So they'll, you know, they'll use, like I said, I know Camera Plus 2, um, Halide. I know a lot of people use that for RAW photography. And you're shooting in RAW and you bring it up on your phone and you look at it and you go, that's kind of underwhelming without thinking or even experience, even knowing that in their head, but still getting that emotional, oh, that's not what I was expecting. When you have to get almost a mindset of, I'm going to take a photo, then I'm going to have to take the time to make the adjustments if I decide to do it in RAW, versus the more immediate photo, wow, look what I just took. I'll say, Matt, do you want to add anything to that? Duh, what were you expecting? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, not really. I mean, just, you know, raw is an unprocessed image. So you have to develop it with your editing. So, yeah, it's it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a lot different than, you know, JPEG, which usually has you know, set, uh, sharpness, saturation, contrast, and things of that nature kind of baked into it. Yeah. But that's pretty much it in terms of, you know, like I said, just trying new things. And I think that's honestly, uh, this is kind of digital photography in general, but iPhone in particular. For For us olds who remember having to take a photo send it off for development and then a week later seeing what it looked like saying well you know i'm going to try something and it's not a huge investment in time and there's almost no investment in money so i might as well give it a try yeah yeah that's uh that's one of the nice things about it yeah. and uh I'll tell you what, what's even nicer now is the fact that like um you know depending on what app you're using if you're not uh um, if you're not uh, altering the original image, a lot of times you or you know you can revert back to original. I should say. Um, so you know if you edit something and then the next day you decide you don't like it, you can uh, you can do it again. Mm-hmm. Total agreement. And shooting raw actually, um, it, it I don't want to say it forces you, but it kind of allows you, I guess you could say, to take a more photographic approach to iPhone photography. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, to shoot JPEG, it could be as simple as point and shoot. But when you when you um, invest yourself in taking a photographic approach to this by shooting raw like that, uh you know, I mean, you you can probably learn a few things about your your shooting style, um, you know, you, the the way the camera works and all that stuff by by shooting raw and then going into that developing stage afterwards. Agreement there. Well, Greg, do you want to take a turn? Let us know how your week went. Okay. Um, this this has been a week of highs and lows for me, and I'll start with the lows because it's not 
terrible, but it's bad for me and 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 uh, you know my wife and I. We have a, a little Yorkie who is a rescue. She was we rescued her from a, a puppy mill, and mm. she was about seven or eight years old when we got her, and she's just been. I mean, she's been a, a real bright light in our lives. Um, we took her for her annual checkup a couple of weeks ago, and they said, okay, well, there's a some kind of a, a, a gingival mass on her bottom gum. Okay, so we had to get that removed. So that was fine. And then also she had to get two of her back teeth out, which happened to be the only two she had left. All she has now is one of her front canine teeth. She has one tooth left. So that's fine. Get them looked after, you know, you know, do what we got to do, right? Well, there was a bit of a complication in, in the uh, intubation tube going in. And there was, I guess there was some kind of a, a mass or a lump inside her throat. And this tube had irritated that to a point where her throat had swollen up now. And it's very difficult for her to breathe, let alone, let alone eat or anything. So we're, we're struggling with getting this dealt with and looked after. And, and it's just, tearing the heart right out of my chest having to hear her breathe that way and mm. i mean she's just not the you know the the perky little um little dog that we had before this happened so we're, we're just hoping that everything smooths over and and the issue goes away we get the medication into her and all that stuff so that's that's been the low part that's been about the last three days oh, but sorry. now on to the Oh, thanks. <clears throat> now on to the to the good stuff. Um, last Saturday, my son got married. And so that was, uh, we had the absolute most perfect day for this because everything was outdoors. Um, they got married outside. They had their pictures done outside. Um, it was a beautiful blue sky. And um, excuse me. Uh, I mean, it, it was it was just everything just went so well, and now my son he's a bit of a redneck. Him and the boys they stayed up till five in the morning on the day of the wedding. <laughs> they had three hours sleep, and but they handled it all like a champ. <laughs> but uh, no, it was it was good. Um, so I I took a lot of pictures that day. I took, uh, but I think it was 182 was the count on my camera roll. And um, one thing that kind of st- stands out to me is, like, I, I hired a photographer. That was my, my gift to the kids. Um, I hired a-, a friend of mine who's a wedding photographer, and yeah, she, you know, she was roaming around doing her thing. And, and um, after the ceremony was over, so there was two, two, two sets of seats or two rows of chairs, like, you know, about five or six chairs wide on the one side and then five or six on the other side well the one side was in the shade and the side i was on it was in the bright sun it's just the way the trees were and she came up to me after the ceremony was over and she had a couple of minutes and she said um how did your pictures come out in this in the ceremony because i was taking some you know i was shooting away during the ceremony and uh i said well this is what i got and she goes oh that turned out so well she said, "I was I was really having a trouble trouble with the lighting, so I mean I, I haven't seen any of her pictures yet, but I know they're going to be great because I know what kind of stuff she does. But she would so I explained to her 
how the smart HDR worked in the 10s Max. And and I showed her some sample pictures from, you know, days gone by, like this cow standing in a field. Uh, you could really see the, the 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 detail of the cow and the grass and everything else, but you could also see the every detail in the clouds, like every change of gray tone in the clouds. And and I said that's just the way it came out. Uh, this thing just it, it does a good job with the um, dynamic range of the image. And I, you know, and I told her, I said, if you took took a this this picture or this this cow this cow here, if you took this picture with your camera, you'd have to have a graduated neutral density filter in order to get the clouds to show any detail because you're either going to expose for the clouds and have a dark lower half of the image, or you're going to expose for the cow and have washed out clouds. That's just the way traditional cameras work. And so she was really impressed with that. Um, but yeah, so I, 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 you know, I just snapped away and took pictures of the, you know, the decor. Um, tried to get some candid shots of the people. Uh, took a couple of videos, and um, I'm going to put them together in some kind of a video presentation thing to music, and and you know, give it to them on a disc or something. Um, sometime when I get that finished. But yeah, it was just a it was just a great day. Um, good good uh, good dinner, good music, just good times all around. So yeah, it was it was it was a wonderful day, and um, you know, and now I have a daughter in law, and and I have put some of them on Instagram too. So if you go to my Instagram feed, you'll see some of the a couple of the pictures there. In fact, yeah, I did one. Yeah, I did one where there was a series of ten, I think. Um, that was inspired by Jack Hollingsworth. He's he's been putting a series of ten images of certain things from his European trip on there, and that kind of inspired me to to choose ten images that uh, from that day and just put them all on there. Yeah, that was a little overboard. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. No, they were great great pictures. It looked like a really nice wedding. So definitely, congrats to. Uh, mm-hmm. You and your family and your son, everybody involved. Yes. Most definitely. Well, since we've been around the horn, it's time to move to the post pick of the week. Post pick of the week. And... This week, we ended up our two-week run of multicolor photos on the Facebook group. And lots of really striking photos this week. So we kind of went back and forth on a few different photos that really caught our eye. Uh, Matt, I think the, the winner we selected is one... Actually, you know what? I think we both looked at it, but do you want to go over the photo we selected as a group? Sure. Yep. So as you mentioned, um, we're picking from the multicolor uh, weekly photo challenge. Um, lots of uh, lots of entries for sure, and um, a lot of really cool uh, cool pictures uh, for sure. So we we started this podcast uh, pretty late because it took us a long time to decide on a winner, but ultimately. Um, we picked an image from Jackie Miller 
and she does not have a, a caption or anything with this uh, picture. But what it looks like is a maybe a close-up photo of like it's some kind of like fabric, and it reminds me of like a bath a bath loofah, you know, like those little scrunchy things that you use with your body wash or whatever. And um, it is uh, certainly multicolor. It's pretty much every color of the rainbow. Um, it's really hard to describe because the colors kind of um fade like one into the next and and you know the you know how a loofah is the the fabric is all wrinkled and not wrinkled but um curved and scrunched up you know and then uh the other thing that's kind of cool is she's got this kind of like like a frame of sorts of like either white or maybe pink loofah material that goes um along the bottom and then up the right side of the image and almost looks like it's partially framing the the very colorful part. And then um, just the, the way the, the colors are, they kind of make these like diagonal lines across the the image um, that sort of lead your eye, like, like in this diagonal fashion across the picture. So, um, I don't know. It's a it's a pretty cool picture. I, I really liked it a lot. Um, I really don't think it gets any more multicolor than this. And um, we also decided. I think the thing that kind of set this apart for us is that um, it's a, a pretty unique subject. Um, definitely a lot different than anything else that we've seen. And and not only is it a unique subject, but it's also kind of a unique view of this subject as well. Sorry about Dave. that. Yeah. Yep. No, sorry, sorry about that. No, no a, a total agreement. And the other thing that kind of caught my eye is that, and not saying she didn't make adjustments, but it's not, and I and I I also have issues when I edit sometimes myself. It's not overblown. It, it's a nice natural color shade, very colorful, but nothing's blown out or overdriven or anything else. It just it, it literally looks like you said um, a nice setup of the mesh fabric, but you just got really close, almost almost macro. It, it's it, and it's of course like it's hard to tell the size of the fabric if it is like a little small thing or if it's a larger piece of fabric but you're literally right on the fabric itself and it's it just fills the frame so it just really catches your eye greg yeah it's it's almost like a netting of some sort um it's, it's really hard to say what it is but looking in the background you could almost see a lot of things of similar color. And, you know, it almost makes me wonder if she wasn't, you know, at some kind of, some kind of a pride event or something because June is pride month. So, um, I mean, but the colors of this thing are just brilliant. They, they flow together so well. And, um, I, I don't know. I pretty, pretty much have to just echo what you guys said. So, uh, it was a great job, Jackie, and congrats on post pick of the week. Mm-hmm. And since we're finishing up one challenge, it's time to start a new challenge. And we're kind of doing a 180 here from going with multicolor to minimalism. 
So trying to without trying to step back and not overwhelm with a whole bunch of uh, items in a photo. I know it's something I, I occasionally have issues with. When I see something, I try to add, make sure this is included and that's included. And all of a sudden, you get a photo which should highlight only one thing. It's all of a sudden highlighting four or five things and the eye doesn't know where to, to go off to. So for the next two weeks, uh, we're going to do minimalism. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Keep it simple. Oh, yeah. And that kind of brings us to the, since we have that, um, is there anything else you guys want to talk about? Otherwise, I think we're in good shape with the show this week. Oh, I think I'm good. I am out of things to talk about. I am, we are all done, and that'll wrap up the show for the week. Um, if you, there are a couple ways that you can participate, one is the Facebook group. Uh, if you go up to the announcements on top, we'll have the announcement of the current winner uh, during the week and the current challenge. So you won't have to hunt and peck because we all know how horrible Facebook is at times to try to find a post. So just go up to the announcements and look at the announcements and post as a reply there for your minimalist photo for the next two weeks. Uh, next week, we will be selecting from the um, from Instagram with the hashtag tiny shutter. Um, but even on weeks that, you know, like this past week, please, we really appreciate people using the hashtag tiny shutter to uh, get the reach out. And uh, see here, and if we can, um, of course, this is me driving, and again, off the cliff. Um, let's go around room and tell everyone where you can find everyone else. Uh, let's start with you, Matt. All right, you can check me out on uh, Instagram, Flickr. Um, I don't even know what else I usually say. The uh, the, the uh, Life photography community. That's the one I was looking for. Okay. <laughs> M. Hoffman photo. Did I miss one? I missed one. Well, I don't I know, know what sometimes, it is. sometimes you mention Twitter. I am. No, no, no. I haven't mentioned that in forever. Okay. Twitter. That's the one. That's the one I was also looking for. Instagram, Flickr, Twitter, Artful Eye Photography Community. Okay. And Greg? Yeah, you can get me on Instagram at Macmillan Photo, on Twitter, Macmillan underscore photo. And uh, with my name as Greg Macmillan, I'm the uh, Artful Life Photography community as well. Okay. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as ProfPod. And you can find me in the Facebook group as Dave Podner. And I think we are good. And to find more information about the podcast, you can go to tinyshutter.com and it has links to the. Uh, show notes, the Facebook group, uh, links for uh, episodes. If you're not listening to it through a podcast app, you can listen to it right on the webpage. Uh, the YouTube channel, which Mark has done great jobs on, and the Patreon. We always appreciate our Patreons helping to keep everything funded and up and running. Well, and that would be, and anything else. Keep out, keep in touch us. What keep in touch with us there. Um, and I think we have ourselves for a show and I'll go around and say good night, everybody. Good night, everyone. Bye-bye. <laughs>